This is the Wonder and Welcome podcast. Welcome for another wonderful episode. No, don't, don't, don't use that. This is I'm, the Wonder. I'm totally going to use don't that. Don't use it. Don't you dare. I'm gonna, I will. This is the Wonder and Welcome podcast. And uh, we okay, that are. That sounded boring. More energy than that. We have a podcast. It's called Wonder and Welcome. Here it is. Ta-da! You found it. You found it. So good. Good job for you. We are uh, Shannon and Seth. I'm Seth. I'm Shannon. And uh, tonight we wanted to talk about uh, prayer and fasting, leading your family into prayer and fasting. It's timely for us. We are just at the beginning of a week of prayer and fasting. So our our church family, uh, we've had this rhythm for, I don't know, three or four years, Uh we there are three weeks throughout the year that we set aside for prayer and fasting. We clear out the church calendar, and uh, it's something that we have enjoyed bringing our family into. And uh, so we wanted to talk some about that. And by enjoyed bringing our family into it, he <laughs> means labored over and continually put forth effort into. <laughs> that has generated a lot of enjoyment eventually. That's true. Um, it's been a good thing and a worthwhile thing to do. Um, we are growing into it. And uh, so I'm grateful. Maybe grateful is a better word than yeah. enjoyment because it wasn't always fun. Um, can you can you remember the first time we attempted a prayer and fasting, like doing some sort of prayer and fasting rhythm with our kids? No. I do not remember the first Rats. time. Okay. You blocked it out of your memory. I might have. I was probably sleep deprived. I mean, I think we started adding that rhythm. I think it was longer than four or five years ago. Yeah. So but. I think the very first time, maybe this will jog your memory. Okay. The very first time we did it, it wasn't a week. It was 21 days. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yes. Uh, it was It was kind of a new thing. We were giving it a shot. Uh, and I remember initially we had... Um, uh, we decided, uh, we being me and the other church leaders had decided to have prayer meetings at the church building every evening at, uh, from six to 7 PM, because, you know, if you're not eating dinner, uh, you can get together and pray. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember those initial conversations and we thought there's no way we can bring our kids to all of these. Maybe like, maybe I'll just come to some of them and then Shane, you and the kids could come to some of them. But, um, do you remember how that, I do remember that. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, I think also a specific component of that being that with Seth leading, um, some of those things, it was, I need to be able to corral our sweetie pie kids, um, Mm. and help lead them in. So I was imagining, kind of Seth being unavailable to help with that part. So in talking about it, I initially kind of wanted to plan like, okay, we're going to shoot for this many of the nights. And we finally landed up landing on, let's just start with every night and see how far we can go. And we ended up one, 
because of how kind of the evening time went, Seth was able to help and shepherd our kids a little bit more than I'd anticipated, which was great. And then also, once we'd done a few evenings, it got easier. Like the kids knew what to expect and how to engage. And um, even though they were quite young, um, I think we still had a two-year-old at that point in time. And it got easier as the more we kind of built. And so I think out of those 21 days, since it was in January, there were two days that were canceled because of snow. And the kids and I were there all 19 other days. Yeah. Yeah. And it was wonderful. I remember it becoming kind of a family, just becoming a rhythm. You get into the rhythm of it. And I realize there, I'm sure there are people listening here, um, with different, different experiences of what a prayer meeting looks like, uh, for, for us, at least for these weeks, it was very interactive. Uh, there would usually be, uh, a, a song or two, there would be singing at the beginning. Um, there would be some sort of theme or, um, or verse that we were going to pray into in the middle. And, uh, so some of that would be um, everybody praying together, I think. So, you know, maybe someone from their seat uh, praying and then someone else agreeing and praying out, um, kind of spontaneous prayer, if you will, uh, popcorn prayer. Um, there, I think there was also time of a kind of personal prayer in reflection and, um, and then usually a song at the end. And so, um, you know, maybe 25, 30 minutes of, of prayer in the middle sandwiched with, uh, music and yeah, it, it seemed to go really well. What, do you remember the ages of our kids? That might be helpful for Let's see. <laughs> people I, listening. I think they were two, four, six, and eight. Two, one. Scott. What was that 2018 or 2019? I don't remember. Yeah. It would have been. I feel like it was 2019. So that oh. would have been. Well, then I'm wrong on the ages because that would have been three, three, five, yeah. seven, nine. Yeah. Um, so it was particularly the, the three-year-old that I was interested to see how it was going to go. Yep. Um, um, and we definitely for, for the younger kids, like we brought some, uh, colored pencils, maybe some paper that they could draw on. Mm -hmm. Um, so we didn't, we didn't expect that they had the, the, uh, the focus, uh, the, the discipline to be able to pay attention for an entire hour. Um, it was more like, Hey, come, let's come sit with us, come be with us. Um, and then teaching them, Hey, it's not okay to make loud noise. It's not okay to, uh, you know, run sprints around the auditorium. Like you have to be, you have to physically be with us. Um, but you can, you know, here's some things you can do, um, while we pray together. I think, uh, kids are oftentimes retain more than we think they do Mm -hmm. just from being around. And then also if they have something to do versus, trying to concentrate their attention on holding still or being quiet. 
if they have something to do with their hands, if they have you know, something that doesn't make noise, you know, coloring, they oftentimes are retaining and paying more attention than we're aware of. Yeah. But I think having them with us while we were praying and seeking God, listening to God, and then also there being times where we would sometimes divide into small groups and pray for each other. And we'd encourage them like, Hey, you were free to go jump in a group and pray for people. Mm-hmm. And so they would be over there praying with someone who's in their seventies and someone else who's in their fifties. They just jump in there and stay for a little bit and then wiggle their way out and, and come back. But they were included in it and their joy and fun and spunk brought more life to the prayer meeting. Yeah. I think if we actually believe in prayer, I believe in prayer, like prayer is a thing on its own. But if you, if we actually believe in God and believe that he invites us to engage with him in prayer, that he answers prayer, that he speaks to us when we're praying, um, you know, through through thoughts, through his word, through songs we sing. Uh, if that's true, uh, how could we not share this with our kids? Uh, I want them to to see Shannon and I valuing prayer. I want them to learn by example uh, how to how to pray that we take this seriously. And uh, so that I mean there were. There were so many little conversations that came out of these prayer times. Yeah. Um, there would be times where we would pray for our neighbors. We'd pray for uh, people we knew who were far from Jesus. And, uh, and our kids would see that, and they would pray with us. And so they're catching this heart of compassion and love uh, that God has for other people uh, through participating. They're seeing stories of praying for people and people being healed. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. I mean, not, you know, we're still asking for more, not as many as I would love to see, but, um, they're seeing firsthand in some ways that God sometimes answers prayers right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're, they're also experiencing times. Okay. We asked and God didn't answer that one. And, uh, and so how do we respond? No, we're going to keep trusting God. We're going to keep asking. Um, they, they get to experience that as well. And so, um, so, 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 so valuable. In addition to that, praying along different themes, like our, our different nights would have different focus points. And so they got to hear us pray like as previously said, for, for neighbors, for people who are far from God. And then we would pray for our local town. We would pray for our state. We'd pray for our nation. We'd pray for a specific country around the world. We'd pray uh, for people in leadership. We'd pray for uh, people in, in different age brackets. Uh, so just a variety of categories, if we can, we can seek God for these, for these topics, for these focus points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of showing them it's like, hey, we can pray for anything. Like you can you can talk to God about anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so good. And uh we've also uh worked to include them in fasting. 
Um, fasting is something, um, uh, honestly, I'm, I feel like a little bit newer to, I've been, um, been a believer for uh, a couple decades, but probably only came to see the value of fasting in the last four or five years, probably. And um, just the gift of being able to uh, set aside things that feel important to remind myself that Jesus is the most important. Um, to, to set aside food and then to experience that hunger. And every time you think about that hunger, to remind myself, oh, I'm hungrier for God. Uh, to, see, to see him, to know him more. Um, I'm even more hungry for that than for food. And um, it's a, I think in a culture, uh, I mean, living in, in the United States and we have access to so many blessings, so much provision, um, just, you know, all the, the vast amounts and uh, varieties of foods that we have. And um, to go without is... Um, it's unique. It's, it's different. And it, it's, uh, it's difficult, but it's really special. And so I think to find that and learn and grow in that myself, and then to, um, help our kids grow in that as well has been really good. Yeah. I think the question our listeners are going to have right now is you led your kids into fasting from food. (laughs) What type of fasting? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we have not, our kids have not done a complete fast from food. Um, we did have one son who tried to fast lunch one day a couple of years ago, and it it was a hard day, very very hard. So d- yes, we don't Bless don't him. recommend that. Bless his heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, obviously, kids uh, their bodies are growing; they need extra energy and sustenance. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other things uh, that that we can fast from besides food. Um, one of the ones that uh, we do, or we still do as a family during these weeks of prayer and fasting is we fast from uh, screens. Uh, so, you know, video games, iPads, computer screens, um, as much as possible. Our older two kids are getting to the place in school Um where some of their school they can't do without a computer, and so we allow that. Um, we um, I actually, now that I say that though, I believe there was another family uh, in our church that uh, I think one of their sons um, wrote a note to the teacher and said, "I'm fasting from screens." And, uh, and I think the teacher was gracious and made an allowance for, um, that's right. The, Cause her activity at school was on, on an iPad. So she like printed out a copy of some worksheets and so he could do it on paper. Anyway, pretty impressed, um, <laughs> with this kid's, uh, just determination to, um, to follow the example of his parents. But, uh, Anyway, we, um, we make allowances, um, but we fast, we fast games, uh, which is a pretty significant, uh, deal for our sons in particular. 
I would say for all of our kids, but any That's screens true. for entertainment. So shows, games on a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, that would include social media. Our kids don't have any social media yet. Um, but any any screen usage that is for leisure, pleasure, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we've done that several times. Um, some of the times we've also asked asked the kids to consider, hey, what's something you can give up this week? And um, I think dessert was chosen one time. Uh, we don't have a ton of dessert, but now mm-hmm. and then. Mm-hmm. Dessert was one they gave up. And I think maybe select kids picked that. Um, we've also had kids choose to set aside comic books for the mm-hmm. week. Still mm-hmm. spend a lot of time reading comic books, and fed a few of them. Try to fast vegetables, <laughs> like uh, only non vegetables. I'm like, no, that's sorry, that's not going to work. Yeah, I had to veto that one. I said, well, then I get to fast whining. There'll be no whining from the kids. I'm fasting from it. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we there was one week in particular. I can't remember if it was last year, or earlier this year. We were coming into a week of prayer and fasting, and uh, sickness started going through our household. That and was this year. Mm-hmm. That was this year. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it it was the be- it was Sunday, and we're Shannon and I are talking. Man, are we still mm-hmm. going to go through with fasting screens? Because we've got a lot sick of t- kids all over the living room. <laughs> a lot of and- times when we're sick, you know, we'll just watch some movies and it kind of helps the time go faster. And, uh, so we're, we're talking about this and we're like, ah, oh, maybe we should. Uh, I in particular was really wrestling with that one because not only is it like, it's hard to fast screens when you're like, Hey, we can go outside and play. We can go what well, it's hard enough on a regular week, but when there's nothing else they feel up to doing, it's, they're just laying on the couch, laying on the love seat. I think all of them were sick at a time. So we had a kid on the floor of the living room too and wrestling with like, okay, do we change what we said we would do because of the circumstances? Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I think I, I ended up feeling, I was just thinking of fasting as, um, I mean, it's something we do for ourselves, but it was also thinking about it in terms of a gift that we're presenting to God. And uh, I just remember thinking, if we were going to give this gift to God, and now now suddenly it seems more costly, more expensive, you know, it's harder. But how could, how could we not? I mean, he's, he's worth it. Um, now, I didn't, I, I also felt hesitant because I didn't want my kids to uh, feel guilted into it in any way, but I, I think I could just feel the value of it that, Hey, this is worth it. Even though it just got harder than what, than what we thought it was going to be. And so, um, and we sat down with the kids and we, we talked to them about it. They were laying down. They were all (laughs) sick and laying down already. So we sat down near the laying down children. And, um, just kind of shared our hearts and shared that, we still wanted to do what we said we were going to do and just to explain to the kids this is going to be really hard. Um, but, 
but God will help us. I mean, we prayed and asked God to help us. And at the, at the end of the week, they all said they were grateful for it. So no. we're glad we did what we said we were going to do. Yeah. Glad we stuck with that. Yeah. And not just from a, like, oh, we did our duty. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it was genuine. I felt like I did something in our kids' hearts. Yeah. That yep. week. Yep. Even though we really missed, we missed the evening set times together because we were sick. Um, but there was a prayer guide. And so the kids and I, as much as we were able to, we would like pray through that each evening. Um, but the, the, the sacrifice, the having set aside screens for the week mm-hmm. that did something in their hearts, even yep. though we couldn't participate fully. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So very, very grateful to get to um, experience praying and fasting and to get to do this with our kids. I'm just grateful that, that our God is someone who we can, he's experiential, He's not, um, he's not just an idea. Uh, he's not just something to think about and learn about arbitrarily. He's someone that we can interact with and talk to. And, uh, he speaks to us and we ask for help and he helps and we grow together in, in this relationship of knowing him. Uh, it's so good. And, um, and what better way to do that than with our kids, uh, alongside, you know? Mm-hmm. Another advantage has been setting that example of us also fasting and denying ourselves. Seth, I usually fast food in some capacity. Um, I'll often do liquids only for the week. But then when I'm hungry and I'm weak, I'm able to say, like, in front of our kids, they'll hear me say, Lord, help me want you more than I want a scoop of peanut butter because I really want to just eat a big scoop of peanut butter right now. Um, And I've heard the kids say things like that too, like, Lord, help me want you more than I want to read that comic book or Lord, help me want you more than I want dessert tonight. And them getting to see us do that, but then them also praying for themselves that their desire would be more for God than they are is for the comforts or the luxuries that they're used to having. I have not yet heard any of them say, Lord, help me want you more than I want to play a video game. But I know that's coming. I know that's coming. I'll let it be, Jesus. Let it be. Please. A question you might have as you are listening is, how easy is that to do? And the answer is not easy. It has not been easy. Hmm. But I'm thankful for some really good advice we received when we had little kids, like I probably babies, toddlers. Someone had said, don't wait until it's easy before you try to do things. Like bring your kids to the service projects that our church does. Bring your kids to prayer meetings and events. Bring them along. It will be hard, but it will create one for our kids, it will create that this is normal. This is what we're going to do. We're going to prioritize this even when it's not easy. But then two, as it becomes normal for them, it does become easier with the practice of just doing it. There've been any number of times, prayer meetings, other events where I kind of wonder like, why am I even here? Like I'm not getting to participate how I would like 
And I just have to remind myself, I am create one, I'm the discipline of being here, just showing up. But then two, we're building something and it's not easy right now. But no matter where I started doing this down the road, it wouldn't be easy then either. So it might as well be hard right now. Hmm. Maybe what you're going for, it will always be hard at some point, but it only gets easy the more you grow into it or the more the kids grow into it, the more you do it together, the yeah. more it becomes normal. Yeah. Um, and so you have to start somewhere like any skill that you're learning. If you're learning mm -hmm. a new musical instrument, uh, you have to start by being bad. Um, most people aren't good instantly. Yeah. Um, you have to start by being bad and then you, and then you learn and you grow and you improve. And so that's, um, I mean, with things like this, with having kids involved in um, prayer meetings, with service projects, with anything that's uh, kind of the life of the church, um, it it will start bad. Yeah. <laughs> It'll start difficult. Mm -hmm. Or there will be some times that are particularly bad. So maybe you've had a couple of times going like, okay, that was a little easier. And then you have another time where it's like, okay, I had a hard time with one or more kids the entire time we were there and the temptation would be, Oh, I'm just not going to try it again. But the invitation and the opportunity is to keep, keep trying, keep showing up, trusting that there will come a time when it is easier. And I would offer for, uh, for parents who are going to be participating and bringing kids and their, their spouse has something else going on that, just realizing that, Hey, even if my spouse can't be there with me, or if your spouse is helping in some capacity with the meeting, so they aren't able to help, um, supervise or shepherd the kids, just the value of being there and showing up. Um, I would say also having an openness of heart for what God can show you in those moments, mm -hmm. because it doesn't have to be a a really nice, smooth prayer meeting. Actually, a lot of the prayer meetings aren't nice and smooth. They're the most fun because you never know what God's going to do. But what God does in your own heart as we are watching kids learn to worship, as we are watching kids learn to participate in prayer, that that has value for me, even if it doesn't look exactly like prayer meetings before I had kids to care for during them. Yeah. I God has spoken to me through my own kid's bad attitude, uh, that I've felt convicted of attitudes I've had by observing them. It's just so many, so many different ways that God can use. Um, if we're, if we're being obedient, if we're seeking him. Um, so yeah, so good. I've also been convicted by our kids, good attitudes when I am having a bad attitude and they are excited to go to the prayer meeting and they're excited to be there. And in my own heart, I'm thinking I'm so tired or I'm weak from fasting. I don't want to put forth that effort, but my children are excited and that is good. I want to be childlike in that way and mm -hmm. anticipate the evening of seeking God with friends and showing up even when we're tired and I've been challenged by their uh, boldness in praying and the things that they will pray for or their even their going up to someone else to say, I want to go pray for that person. I'm like, great, go for it. And thankful to be in a family, 
a church family where that is welcomed and accepted and no one is expecting my kids to act perfectly, which I'm grateful for that. That's the culture that we have. I realize that that might not be the culture in other places. There might be more expectation or you might feel more expectation that, Hey, if your kids are going to be here, they need to not draw any attention from themselves to themselves. And that could be a harder, a harder thing to shepherd your kids through. But I think the value to your kids to be there is very high regardless of what the atmosphere is. Yeah. I was thinking earlier just how grateful I am for our church family that, um, I mean, when we, when we moved to, uh, Lake of the Ozarks, the church had four kids. Uh, two of them were the two that we brought with us. And, um, I mean, now on any given Sunday, upwards of 30 kids, um, it's such a gift. And so, uh, I think because, uh, because of that, or at least partly because of that, uh, our, our church family values kids, sees them as a gift. Um, I realize that, that, um, different churches have different cultures. And, um, so you may be in a place where it's, uh, you know, people think kids are, are better seen and not heard, uh, which can make things difficult. Um, but you have an example, uh, you have not an example. What's the word I'm looking for? Opportunity. Opportunity. Yeah. You, you have an opportunity, um, to help others catch a little bit of, uh, God's heart, his love for kids. I mean, there's so many stories about, uh, so many stories. There are stories about Jesus valuing children when other people thought they were in the way. And, uh, so we have the example of scripture to point to, um, but also just to remind people, Hey, this is, this is the future. These, these people, these young ones will be leaders in the church, in the community, um, in the world. And we want to, we get to be a part of shaping that and of, uh, just helping, helping them grow, giving them an example, uh, to follow. What a huge gift. And, um, so yeah. Along with that, there's a, a very understandable temptation to try to pull all the kids into another room and do some sort of childcare. Uh, even if it's just like, let's just put on a movie over in this other room for the kids so that we can have our prayer time. And I am also grateful that we have not done that locally. The kids stay in, they participate, they sing, they'll get out coloring books as needed. Um, but it isn't a let's put the kids somewhere else and just get them entertained so that we can do the important stuff. It's let's lead the kids into doing the important stuff. And something that I'm realizing now as my kids are getting older is there would have been a time where we would have said, Hey, you're not going to go watch the video in the other room. I want you to participate. And at that point in a child's mind, it could have been easy to, to think, well, I used to get to do this other thing. And now I have to go in the prayer meeting or it could have been a temptation Mm. for them to think, Oh, something fun is being taken from me. And now I have to go sit in this kind of boring meeting with adults. 
Whereas if they've been invited in from a young age and participating from a young age, this has always been normal for them. Mm-hmm. And as they start feeling God's prompting to engage in prayer, to to pray for someone, to pray out in a meeting, to sing along with the adults, that is being valued in shepherd right then. And they aren't losing something they considered recreation or fun in order to participate in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it does take work. I mean, we don't, you know, we have the kids in with us, but, um, we don't just, it's not sort of like free range. I mean, they do, they do have space and we're not overly picky about noise. Um, but we are trying to teach our own kids as well throughout this. What's, what's appropriate. Um, we, you know, there's throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of the meeting would not be appropriate. And Mm -hmm. so just trying to shepherd them. Hey, it's so these things are okay. You can, you can color, you can draw, you can do things quietly. Um, but then reminding our kids, Hey, we're, we're here to pray. We're here to meet with God. And so we don't want to, we don't want to be overly noisy or draw too much attention to ourselves because not just because we want a nice quiet meeting where everybody's behaved, but because we, we want to focus our attention on God. And so even, even in conversations like that, where you're, um, having to bring discipline, uh, to, to teach one of the kids to, you know, not, not yell or shout. It's not just to, it's, it's not just to keep everything nice and tidy. It's, even in that you have an opportunity to teach the child what we value and the importance of meeting with God. So even there, it's uh, a wonderful, beautiful opportunity. Now I am remembering the time where there are some transitions towards things being easier. I remember the first week of prayer where I could actually close my eyes for a chunk of time while we were praying (laughs) and not, think that one of my kids was going to be gone. And when I opened my eyes and that being kind of like, Oh my word, that was amazing. Like I closed my eyes for my open kids are still here. Okay, great. And then gradually seeing them engage more, understand more, be able to participate more. Um, the gift that that is on a similar note, just fasting and being at home when your kids are young, fasting, is supposed to not only deny yourself something, but then also free up time to spend with God time that you would normally be cooking and eating and cleaning up. And when you're a mom with young kids, you still have to do all those things. You have to do the cooking, helping your kids eat their meal and clean up. And there was no time that was saved by me fasting. It was just, I was having to deal with food and not getting to eat any of it. Um, but in the last couple of years, as our kids have gotten older, we are now to a point where they often can, someone will cook lunch for them. That one of them will cook lunch. They can get all their stuff. They're sitting there eating and then they start doing the dishes and I can go in the other room and actually spend some time praying that I would not normally have had. And that is kind of a new chapter of, wow, that was not feasible a few years ago. And it really isn't like you have a kid in a high chair and a toddler and you have to be there to feed them. Mm-hmm. But, but I, sticking with that rhythm yeah, over years that now our kids know, oh, yeah, it's a week of prayer and fasting. We're going to make the lunches. We're going to do the dishes. 
mom's going to go. Um, and if Seth's available, the two of us will go pray together or mom will just go up to her room and spend that time in prayer. And that's another phase that has been amazing. Yeah. But I think we could only have gotten there, um, by showing up in the early days, even when it was hard. Like that's the, that's been the progression. Yeah. So it was Mm -hmm. worth it. It is worth it. I think that's the the number one thing that I'd want to communicate that there are many, many reasons practically why this is, is hard and seems hard. And then there are also many reasons spiritually. And we have an enemy that doesn't want us to prioritize the kingdom of God. And it can be very easy for him to feed us all the lies about all the practical reasons why this isn't easy, convenient, worth it, whatever. And they make a lot of practical sense. But the reality is what we are inclining our heart toward and what we are prioritizing with our time and with our efforts has great value if we will see it in light of eternity and also in light of the lives of these children that we're raising. Shin, as you were talking, I just thought of the verse in Hebrews 11, um, that famous chapter about faith, uh, where it says in, in verse 6, Without faith, it is impossible to please God, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. That, I think, is what I want our kids to know. I want them to know that God exists and to know that there's reward when we seek after him. Uh, I want, I want all of us to know that together and, um, such a good opportunity to do that together in prayer and in fasting. Yeah, that's really good. Right. So let me, let me pray for us and, uh, Then we'll wrap things up with a uh, quote from the Heim Family Quote Board. Jesus, we are so grateful that you have provided a way for us to be on speaking terms with God. Uh, That you, you died on the cross. You took the punishment that we deserved. And now the way is wide open. That we can come uh, as we are. And not only... Uh, can we come, but we are invited to come. We're invited to be uh, prayers, invited to be askers. Uh, you have established prayer uh, for us to interact with you, to, to receive and to give. And uh, what a huge gift. God, I pray, that, uh, I pray for all the parents uh, listening, that they themselves would grow in prayer and the joy of seeking and interacting with with you, the God of the universe. And I pray that as they grow in experiencing you, in seeking you, uh, I pray that uh, they would lead their families into it, uh, into this beautiful thing, uh, this relationship with you. Pray these things, Jesus, in your name. Amen. 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 
Well, we like to end our podcast episodes with a quote. Uh, we have a white dry erase marker board right by our dining room table, and we accumulate anything funny that's said in our house. And once it's full, we take a picture of it and erase it and start it again. So we have many years of quote boards to draw from. The famous Hein family quote board. This one's from Tabby. This was our, as our daughter. This is back in 2019. She asked, can penguins do push-ups? Can they? Can they? And a bonus one right next to that. When Adara said, I was explorationing. Explorationing. It's a twofer. Two There you quotes go. Two quotes since I one. didn't have it prepped in advance. Thank You're you. Welcome. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so grateful for this opportunity. We pray that you are encouraged and that you enjoy the wonder and the welcome of parenting your family.